Recorded live. Good morning, everybody. This is Linda. I'm going to be facilitating your call this morning. I'm just uh, trying to stall because there's only a couple of us on the line at the moment. Um, If somebody could just start to to let me know that they can hear me, that would help. Great. Thanks, Ron. Okay. Well, there's a handful of us on now, so I'm going to start us off with a prayer this morning. Placing my hand on my heart, taking in that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful that we can gather here together in this safe, sacred space that Jennifer has created for us. Grateful for all of the support that she receives from all of her staff that allows us to use this space at this time. Grateful that the guardian angels are surrounding all of us. And that nothing but love is coming through us. That we are able to share clearly, authentically, and vulnerably. That we have clarity and intuition and that we can release any attachment to what our answered prayers might be. We pray for those in Paris who were affected by bombings of the last day or so and we send them love and comfort and forgiveness and we actively wish to reveal and heal any parts within ourselves where that same darkness may reside so that we can share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them and grace and gratitude we accept and allow it to be, we let it be, we receive it. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, so I'm going to unmute anybody, everybody. Um, so it's uh, star two to raise your hand if you start talking and don't hear yourself. If you have background noise, I may mute you from here. And um, star six to mute if you do have background noise to help keep the call clean, and star seven to talk uh, once you have muted yourself. I'm unmuting everyone now. So good morning. This is Linda, as I said, from Erie PA facilitating your call this morning. I'm Carol from California. 
I'm Ron from Atlanta. Kate from from West Illinois. Oops. Kate Sorry. From start. <laughs> That's all right. Good morning. Good morning. Miles from New Jersey. I didn't hear the two that were talking at the same time who they were. You go, Deb. Deb from Illinois. Kaitlyn from Western New York. Hi, it's Lori from North Carolina. And that's all of us so far on the call this morning. So, um, calls open to you. You can share whatever you would like, whether it has to do with the events of yesterday or what's happened in your week or something that you heard or learned or were questioning about class on Monday. Call's yours. Yeah, this is Ron Wright. I'm in my car, so I'll put it on mute as soon as I finish. Uh, I've uh, just been doing some additional reading and, and research on the uh, violet flame, uh, and I didn't know if anyone on the call is familiar with Elizabeth Player Prophet. Uh, and if so, uh, what your thoughts or experiences are with uh, her her materials? Um, Diane Coderova seems to be somewhat of a um, I wouldn't say. We wouldn't use the word follower, but definitely a lot of her material is built on Claire Prophet's work or appears to be. Uh, I'd be wrong about that, but just, just curious. Ron, who was the author that you mentioned? I didn't quite hear it. Elizabeth. Claire Prophet. That name's a new one for me. Would you could you post her name on our um Messful Living page so I can check her out? Sure, I'd be happy to. Hey Ron, this is Miles. Can you hear me? I can, Miles. <clears throat> Uh, I'm familiar with who she is a little bit. It's been a really long time since I've run across her name, and I don't know the history. But there's a there is a like a lineage, and I'm and, and that's not the right word, but there's a connection that that probably starts way back in the late 1800s uh, with the Theosophists. And Alice Bailey, and then Elizabeth Clare Prophet was earlier in the 19th century. Uh, and I don't know the connection between uh, Patricia Cota Robles, and there are some other people who seem to be connected to. 
but there's a whole it's probably a whole uh family tree there somewhere yeah there are some connections uh um theosophy i guess i'm not sure how to correctly pronounce i think it started in 1875 uh, and that's kind of where a lot of it started, and there was a guy that wrote several books, Guy Somebody, uh, around yeah. 1930, uh, that had met uh, or had some channeling or visions when he was on hiking on Mount Shasta. Yeah, it was St. Germain. Or St. Germain. Uh, and then, uh, I can't remember the, the prophet's first name. Her husband actually... Uh, was received messages, started channeling in 1957, and Elizabeth met him, I think, in 61 or 62. They married. He passed away in 72 or 73, and she carried on until 2009, I think actively till about 2000. Uh, so that's kind of the, uh, I think, the historical one, two, three, um, and just so much of what Diane writes is um, has a lot of commonality, shall we say. Uh, not totally, uh, but a lot of commonality uh, to what uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet writes. I think they have a group called the Lighthouse Group. and um, But it seems to be a little more sectarian, a little more set-off, uh, set-apart kind of thinking, just a little bit. Um, I think they're based out of, they have a, they have a actual place that people go and some of them sell everything they have and go there and and uh do their thing uh somewhere up in rockies um but anyway just just curious because you know she talks a lot about jennifer talks a lot about saint germain and um you know she's all about saint saint germain and uh the higher frequencies and the violet flame uh so just just curious again just in line with what some of the things jennifer has been talking about That was, my, that was primarily my question. Uh, we, we can move on to other things. I'll post that on the Facebook page and see if uh, there's any additional feedback. Hi everyone, this is Akash, just to let you know I'm on the call now. Welcome Akash. Thank you. I just, hey, it's Lori. I just wanted to share that this morning I was talking to Akash on the phone about what happened in Paris yesterday, and he had a really beautiful response to it. And I'm wondering if you could share it with the community, Akash, because I really, it was really helpful for me.
Uh, yeah, sure. Well, <clears throat> firstly, I started uh, quoting uh, Kenneth Watnick, who I find enormously helpful with all of his free videos on YouTube. And a couple of his quotations were that, one, is that the miracle enables us to look upon devastation and it reminds us that it's untrue. And in the same vein, he says, the miracle, or the Course says, the miracle reminds us that we're dreaming a dream and its contents are not true. So that was one thing. But then secondly, I was just reminding Laurie that the Course in Miracles has a very detailed and in-depth um, uh, I'm looking for the word here, it's is more than analysis, but explanation and uh, goes through the, the very nature and ugliness of the ego. And I was saying that it, it, it tells us that the, the thought of the seeming separation was so horrific to our minds that we denied it and projected it outwards, and that's how things appear to be outside of us. But the, the, the elements or the, the pillars of the ego's world are sin, the idea that we've gone against God, a tremendous fear of retribution, uh, of the punishment that we think is due to us for having gone against God, uh, guilt, uh, the feeling that we've done something terribly wrong, and of course punishment. And that these four pillars uh, are writ large in the fabric of how the ego would like us to experience the world, uh, but actually they they aren't the truth. Uh, but that is like the yeah that 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 is the underpinning of. Um, the ego's world, whereas the Holy Spirit would have us experience things and see things quite differently. Um, and I would also just add from uh, Gary Renard's book where he's saying, you know, or has helped me understand that we are dreaming everybody else up and, and that it's our dream. And uh, so those are some of the reminders. I also love, thanks, Akash. I also love what you had said that Venerable had said in regards to um, when something happens, how she says, don't indulge in it and don't suppress it. Look at it with a spaciousness in the mind. And That's right, yeah. I just loved that a lot, too. That was really helpful. Yeah, I'd like to share what happened for me when I was, I turned on the news last night and watched what was going on, a little bit of what was going on. And I found myself, first of all, with a lot of compassion for the French people, and in particular, the people who were uh, injured, killed, or impacted by the, what's happened there. And then I, and I sent love. And uh, then the president of France, oh, no, 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 that was uh, Obama. That was a joke. Um, 
that, that I was going to say the president of France called me and thanked me, but I didn't finish the joke. <laughs> I, I didn't finish the joke. So anyway, um, I like to erase the last three minutes. Anyway, I also found my. I realized that I was reacting with some horror and a lot of judgment. And I uh, also, uh, I forgave whoever the perpetrators were and sent them love. And then the whole thing took on a different meaning for me, or it took on a, it took on a different meaning for me. So I know that these things occur in this world or appear to occur in this world. And I also know all, all of the conversation about illusion. And I, for, in, in my world, that is the world in which I live, uh, I, for me, there's, it's a terrible thing to say almost, but there's value in the reaction that I have and value in the forgiving or the letting go or the uh, turning to love. Miles, that's the miracle. Yeah, this is, this is Ron. Um, because, you know, in my belief system, um, I mean, when I heard what happened last time, my wife, I, I walked in, I had, I had something late going on, walked in about 9 o'clock, and she said, you hear what's going about? No, it wasn't about 6 o'clock. She said, you hear what's going on? I said, no, not really. Um, and then, of course, I, I heard just on the news what was happening. And the first thing, you know, I, I did just sent energy and love and light uh, to all uh, those there in, in Paris and those, those involved. But secondly, I was asked the question, so what am I supposed to, what, what am I and what are we supposed to learn from this? Because everything's for our learning. Um, and I happen to believe in reincarnation and that everyone picks their assignments and they already have chosen what they're going to do. So those that were, those that uh, transcended yesterday, uh, they signed up for this. They knew exactly what was happening. They did it for a specific reason, to teach a specific lesson, uh, in my point of view. And so what is it that I'm supposed to be learning uh, and and what what within my own life am I supposed to be acknowledging that, again, might be the miracle for me, uh, for us? Uh, so that's, anyway, those were, those were my thoughts from last night. Yeah, great. Well, I, 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 I also, I also um, was listening this morning to a, uh, a uh, masterful living class from April, and and once again Jennifer Hadley referred to lesson one thirty five, and for the first time I didn't just read the passage I read the whole lesson, and she's talked about it before about it's being the longest lesson in the book it's five pages, and. Uh, the lesson is, if I defend myself, I am attacked. And I can, it's worth reading. I mean, it was really great. I intend to read it often. 
but it's and I've read it several times before, but I just really got it at a different level this time. And and for me, uh, it's like New York is 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 upping its defense because of what happened in Paris. And I'm I could have upped my defense because of what happened in Paris. Because I could have gotten more afraid of what's happening in the world or afraid of what's happening in the world. Not necessarily more afraid. And um, uh, that that uh, section, it's the same section where it says, what if you knew that every single thing that happened was for your own good? Says it way better than I just said it, but it's really an amazing thing to read in the chat in the light of uh, the events. Lori, did you want to say something with that? I did. I um, I I love what you shared, Miles, and and for me, the difference that I noticed is when I read nine eleven. I went into fear. I went into that fear, and I upped my own defenses. And when yeah. I heard about France last night, I I I can feel the I can feel the sadness. I can feel the the compassion. Um, it's more of a sense. And the what I went through was just the realization of um, this is why I'm vigilant with my practice. This is, this is just a reminder to keep returning to love, to keep returning to love. And so it was, it was a different space than when 9-11 happened where I just automatically went to fear. This was kind of a pause for me and a look at this this is why I've I've chosen and this is just a reminder to stay in the love regardless of what the outer looks like it's you know regardless of all that I was you know and I, and I've looked at it from you know a couple different angles it just what surprised me was the feeling that came up for me, the feeling was sadness and then letting myself really, truly, um, can I ask whoever is has a lot of background noise to mute themselves out? That would be great. Um, and I just know that I, I stayed with my feelings, but at the same time, before I felt myself get sucked into them, gratefully I had that call with Akash just to give me the reminder of not to get lost in the story, to allow myself to experience what I was experiencing and go back to what is it that I need to pay attention to. So I I love that you shared that lesson, Miles. And did you say it was 134 or 135? Sorry, I was muted. 135. So 135. Okay, I'm I'm going to reread that 
thank you for sharing that. Thank you. This is Carol from California, and when I heard about the attacks in Paris, I was just sitting in a a lobby at my sister's senior center, and a man walked in saying, did you hear to someone else, what happened in Paris, a hundred and some people are dead and all that? And a lady, I could just overhear this, I don't care, it's not going to, there's nothing I can do about it. All it's going to do is make me feel negative and all that. And I just saw how terrorism, the fear, strikes us all in different ways. For him, he was upset. For her, she was blocking. And for me, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. No, (laughs) you know. Um, I guess the lesson for me is, like, I'm hearing on the call the comparison of how we felt with 9-11 and now and all the other uh, attempts to create fear in the world. And I just love what you said, Miles, about the defense. It's just amazing. I'll reread that lesson 135. And I turned on the news, and I haven't watched the news in a while. So processing. And I don't want a celebration of, oh, they killed the attackers because we're all one, you know. And they had their contracts when they came in. This is the ones that left that they killed. But I was sad about the fact that people were trying to have fun in these different locations and their day ended this way, or their family's day. The, the survivors of the, of the family members are the ones I like to pray for as well. Add that to our prayer at the end. Thank you. I love what you shared, Carol, because I've been in the space where I've responded both of those ways that you mentioned, well, all three of those ways that you mentioned. I've been in the space of, well, I can't do anything about it, so I don't want to hear about it. And I've been in the space of, you know, where you are. So it's it's interesting. I can I can attest that I've been in all three of those places before. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's Sean. I'm late to the call, so if I'm repeating something somebody else said, um, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Hi, Sean. Okay. I had kind of a different experience this time, or compared to 9-11, where although it's really tragic and all these people were killed and it's horrible, I really felt maybe because of the work that we're doing together that it's an opportunity for all of us to get closer and become more global and not just say, wow, that happened all the way over there because it could happen here as well. But that was my first thought when I, 
you know, when I got past the the horrible tragedy, that I think it's going to bring us closer together as a world. I don't know. That's what I thought. Wow, Sean, that's awesome. Thank you. And I have to admit that 135 is one of my favorite lessons as well. And I think that when I got to that lesson, that was a major turning point in my life where I realized I didn't have to defend myself, and we as people don't need to defend ourselves either. And I just love that lesson. Sean, thanks for that. It it opens up a, a lot of things for me. It also reminds me that another thought that I had last night was I was wondering what what the heck is going on in, in the terrorists' belief system that they're doing things like that. And I know that they, I know that they strongly, they so strongly believe in what they do that they're willing to die for it. And and God is in the center of their belief system. I mean, God as a belief is in the center of their belief system. And it seems ironic that that's the case. Not ironic, ha-ha, but ironic, strange. Mm -hmm. I don't know, in the past I would have been so fearful hearing that because the same thing could happen here. But I didn't look at it that way. I like what Jennifer says. We don't know what anything's for, even the thinking behind the attack. (laughs) It's funny you say that because then I'm saying, wow, even though I made a good meaning of it, I'm still making a meaning of it. That's okay. This is Kaitlyn. I think it was interesting that yesterday, before these uh, attacks happened, I get David Hoffmeister's um, little daily blurb called Quantum Forgiveness from his book. And it says, it is not that external wars break out or that global economic crises occur. All these are just perceptions, just interpretations to draw us away from the awareness that we have a mission to heal, to be the savior of the world. Our mind has the power to heal and save the world if it just sees the false as false. It takes only one teacher of God to save the world, and we are it. Not us personally, but the mind, which is powerful. Wow. And what's amazing about that, I get his blurbs too, this is Ron, uh, is that that went out at 7 7 a.m. Eastern time on Friday, uh, 12 hours before this happened. Right, exactly. That's that's why it's so interesting. I I actually didn't read it yesterday morning. I read it this morning, and I went, whoa. (laughs) Sounds like it was really healing to to get into it the day after the event. Yeah, it made it less 
I guess, less. I mean, the funny thing was it wasn't actually that. I mean, like, I remember when the World Trade Center thing happened, I was just like, oh, my God, you know, and then all of the stuff that happened after that. My one thought was, I mean, I, I, I had genuine compassion for the people experiencing it, but my, one of my thoughts was, oh, great, this is another excuse for the United States to go, you know, after the axis of evil and blah, 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 blah. And I went, okay, I'm letting that one go because I'm make, now I'm making meaning of it that I don't know what anything is for. So, so yes, getting that the next day was like, oh, okay, yep, this is just, this is just trying to get us to be more separate and create more separateness between all of us. So that was great. And thought about that. That's a good point about the separation. Oneness. I just had another thought I want to share. It's amazing how how much my mind will work when it's stimulated. Uh, I I was comparing for a moment in my mind the terrorists, the the Muslim-based terrorists, and the terrorists the I in in Ireland that are are, if I'm not mistaken, mostly that's all. Done and gone, isn't it? Anybody who knows? Miles, it's Kaitleen. Um, I spent some time over there not too long ago, and there are still big problems. It's just I think the world is kind of focusing more on the ISIS thing, but there's still paramilitary groups on the Protestant and Catholic sides, and they still do bombings, and they still, you know, so, uh, nothing's happened <clears throat> recently, but it's still an issue. Well, I'm, I, I am sorry to hear that, but it forces me to still say the same thing I was going to say, because in my imagination, it had all died away. And I could see, and I just, I've been talking to people who've just been to Ireland recently, who were talking about how great it is there. And it used to be everybody was afraid to go there. And uh, so I made it up in my mind that there's peace, and I saw peace. And so it 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 gave me this idea that there will be a time in the future. I know there is no time nor future, but th- there will be a time in the future when all of the the current uh, uh, proliferation of terrorism in the world will will be gone. That there there is a time when it'll be over. And I can actually imagine that time. Which is a prayer for peace. That's how you make it happen, thinking it. Okay, well, it's done then. This is Deb. To me, this is how 
come we're doing this work so that we can I guess I don't think of it as being as us thinking of it and it happens but being it learning how to be peace learning how to be peace in chaos learning how to be peace in terrorist activity that you know hold the base of peace when we hear this dream which is more on the nightmare end of the spectrum but when we hear of these types of activities to be able to not lose our space of peace to continue to hold peace so that we can emanate peace and create more peace and help somebody else hold access the space of peace instead of fear and blocking and all the things that we other people have spoken about. Um, I'm not there yet. I was at work. I, my boss had mentioned, <clears throat> because she had looked on her cell phone and and seen it, but it just was not a blip on my radar at the time, but it wasn't because of of I was busy working so much. I was busy, but it was because of my own stew, my own internal stew that I was in with my boss that's been going on for a month. You know, so it was interesting for me. I had like no response to her and then I flipped on the radio on the drive home and began hearing about it and still didn't have a lot of upset response I did say prayers and I did put light around countries and different things my response is so different than 911 it's and I think it's because of the work that we're doing between 911 and and in this class and now and I'm I'm grateful for that and Akash, if you can put the link for the four pillars with Wapnik or just list the four pillars or some kind of connection that I can read about that because part of the reason I didn't have a lot of responses, I'm so stuck in my own ego pattern with another situation that I, I can't even take anything else in. So I'd appreciate that, please. Sure, I, I, I'll I'll do that and I'll... Uh quote the source of it. Thank you. Hey, hey, Deb, you were talking about uh, being peace and that being our function in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want you to know that while you were talking about that, I got it. I got there. And you, you then said, I'm not there myself yet, but you had to have been there at the time that you talked about it. I have moments. Thank you. And I second that. This is right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this is Kaitlyn. I second that because as you were talking about being the peace, I just went, oh, yes. Yeah. So thank you. Same here. We did it together. Yeah. Amen. 
Carol, I was taken to by change from what we were saying was thinking it um, as to being it. Um, combining both of those is very healing and helpful. Thank you, Dan. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank everyone, Mrs. Lori, for all of their shares this morning because what it brought me back into was, oh, yeah, that's right. Everything either shows up as love or a cry for love. And that's that's sinking in right now. And um, I know it's going to further expand and help me view this throughout my day. So thank you, everyone, for all of your amazing shares. And thank you for that. I'm grateful we had a community call the day after the event to give our group support, Masterful Living, for this. Amen. And I want to thank uh, everyone uh, for comparing this to what their thoughts were like around 9-11 because my experience is the same. Gosh, I, I wouldn't have come close to feeling like this at all. Uh, I didn't, and, and 9-11 is so different now. Um, and it's, it's very affirming. It's very, it's very comforting. Deb, was it you that mentioned that you were going through something else and you couldn't um, take anything else in? And if so, or if it was somebody else, do you want to share what that is? I can. Um, it's just so multi-leveled, layered, I don't even know where to start. There's just been so much stress pre-ICD-10 uh, diagnosis shifts in healthcare, and um, then that coupled with a couple weeks ago, my boss on a Monday morning, I had forgotten to do my time card hours, so she did them over the weekend, and I happened to be on a prayer partner call when she phoned, and and uh, she was doing actually the time card, and <clears throat> So I um, didn't call her back, and then she texted, and then I asked my prayer partner, you know, I said, I think I needed to call her. I don't know what's going on, because I didn't know what it was about at the time. And uh, then she didn't answer the cell phone or the text or the office number, and I was kind of like, well, it was less than five, you know, five or eight or ten minutes, and so I was, that was confusing and then when I came in Monday morning she mentioned that the time card wasn't done correctly and I kind of said I did it the same way I've done it every 
ever since we've started doing it. <laughs> and got into this huge discussion and she says, you're not rounding. And I said, I am rounding. You're doing it. She said, you're doing exact minutes. I'm not doing exact, you know, just on and on. And I was like, where is this coming from? Internally, I was like, where is this coming from? But I was speaking up for myself and kind of holding my ground. But yet when Miles talked about when we attack, we are attacked, I kind of had a flashback into there was some subtle level of that going on too. And uh, part of the ICD-9 thing was she made a statement one day, you're costing me money because we were finding billing errors as we began looking at things more detailed-wise with the ICD-10 transition and then this time card thing, and it's it's just triggered my every self-worth button or self-confidence button or, or lack thereof that I have. And just to have you guys say how helpful something I said or did was about peace, I mean, I'm in tears because I'm so tired of needing that validation externally, and I cannot get unplugged from that need for whatever reason. And it's just so painful. And so I would just ask for prayers on clarity on how to get unplugged from that need of external validation. Because I'm tired of it. So that's kind of where I'm at. I couldn't take anything else in. There was too much pain already to even feel somebody else's pain or consider it. And yet I didn't really have that reaction when I did learn of yesterday's events. Anyway, but so thank you for listening. I'd appreciate any feedback or insights, how do you unplug from the need for external validation? <clears throat> well, I can, definitely re- I can definitely relate to that when I just join join the call. And you might hear my GPS talking in the background. Sorry about that. But uh, if I break up, it's with the GPS talking. But talk. Uh, so talking about external v- v- validation, you all know I do solar, and I get and I get no about 98% of the time. Sometimes 100% of the time every day. So yeah, there's days where I have good days, and there's and there's days where I have bad days. Um, and um, long I'm sorry. Long story short is is um, you know, I've done, I do uh, a bunch of exercises in the workbook. I do the affirmation, the positive affirmations. I've even, I've even created a few new affirmations, uh, which I don't have in, in, in front of me because I'm driving now, but um, um, I just, I just uh, I just 
give it all, give it all, give it all to God. Long story short, and it's yo, know, it's it's very challenging at times because because um, okay, um, because um, yo know, of the of the when you get no so many times. I literally was telling a coworker yesterday, you have you 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 have to detach detach you have to turn this thing off, hang on. Um Okay. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, um I've had to uh I was I was telling him you have to get your ego out of out of out of the picture because because ego is just, is always is always telling you you're not doing this right you're not doing that right you're a piece of blah 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 you know et cetera et cetera you know and and you and I mean my ego says that so it's been really um it's been a challenge lately um to just um, do that, but yo, know, it's. I mean, what does Jennifer say all the time? Everything, everything, every everything. If you growth, um, I have to. Uh, you know, one of my challenges nowadays is um, is is uh, getting enough sleep because I was uh, sick for a week. Um, so that's the best advice I can give you is. Is look in the workbook and see which and see which prayers, which affirmations, which whatever, um, which ones you think you're connected with, and go from there. So, um, any thoughts? Any questions? Any comments? Uh, yes, I I have a, a thought. <laughs> this is Linda, and the what works for me anytime. I am feeling that type of pain is I know that there is a part of me that is a child that is crying out for love, that is feeling that pain. And what helps me is when I recognize that and the adult motherly part of me can embrace that child and rock her in my arms and just send her the love that she's crying out for. And that, I have used that in, I have used it so many times. <laughs> I still use it. Um, just that image of just rocking that child in your arms back and forth and, you know, maybe caressing her hair and maybe singing to her and just loving her the best you way you know how and that can help to calm that feeling and that fear and that sadness and um so that I can return to peace which returns me to clarity. Yes. Inner child work. Yes. Thank you both. And Deb, you know, on a on a note that 
sometimes makes it lighter for me is when I'm going through something like that or when I'm wanting to self-hate, like when I'm wanting to do that to myself, I imagine Jesus doing the same thing, like, and like, oh, Jesus is isolating and watching Netflix and eating, uh, you know, a kind of ice cream. And then I start laughing and I go, I mean, it just, it lightens it for me when I, when I think of the fact that we also are those divine children of God and um, could I picture, you know, Jesus saying, you know, I'm overloaded today. Uh, I can't take anything else in you guys. You handle it. And that kind of makes me giggle a little bit. Well, I certainly handed it up to the Holy Spirit. I I didn't um, something maybe totally surrender it. I didn't feel a shift with that. But I know there is something. I, I get the laughter. I get the inner child work. I get that I need to unplug from the ego. And so far, nothing had done it. And um, and this is doing it. Me reaching out is doing it. So I'm grateful for all of that. And I know that there's keys in that four pillars because I saw it as I as Akash was talking about it and I need to like dive into that <laughs> and see what springs forth because it is about totally about ego being in charge and I knew that the whole month. <laughs> And still, um, created so much busyness, not consciously, that I, you know, didn't have time for more than what I'm calling my usual spiritual practice. So now it's uh, after yesterday, I'm starting to actually have more time available in my schedule commitments are leaving and nothing's happening by accident and I guess the the when I hear Miles say difficulty understanding how people can think like that I don't have any difficulty seeing how people can think like that to do that because not that I've been a terrorist or even think like a terrorist but I've had enough whatever you want to call it dark thinking moments that I get that that level of isolation and fear and listening to external untruths that drive you to do crazy, so to speak, things like be a suicide bomber. I get that now. I, I don't. I, I mean, I think it's part of going through the darkness to get to greater light. Only they're really stuck in more darkness and and contracted to bring us, you know, all to the light, you know, catastrophic kind of way. I really appreciate this group. Yeah. Some people think the ego ego's dance as in got out. Mm-hmm. You know, um <clears throat> so um 
<clears throat> and thank you for letting me hear the benefit, the the benefit of my own wisdom. That's perfect timing as always. Thank you, God. Um, and uh, I emailed. Did I email anybody here? I'm not sure. Well, well there was the, our team. Our team's hours for leaders way too high, and there was going to be a. I thought my my boss thought that there was going to be a big. A uh, big issue is that, but his boss was okay with that. So, so, so it made things really, really easy uh, in that regard. So, um, but I just need to relax now and remind myself, you know, to just be centered and be focused on and on and, and on purpose because uh, I would have liked to have gotten more sleep last night, but um, well, uh, I have to work work today on seven and a half hours sleep, which is not my ideal for a second day day in a row in my immune system as, you know, is sometimes doesn't like that when I do that. Um, uh, you know, a couple of days in a row, so prayers to my health would, would be very much appreciated. Certainly. And I wonder, too, about how much the sickness, the darkness in our minds, and what happened in Paris is all connected to the thought that Jennifer was talking about in class on Monday, how there must be a part of us that benefits by being miserable in some way. And if we can remove that thought, release that thought, and heal that thought, how that will affect the whole world, because we are one. Well, sure. I mean, Linda, when I'm when I'm in that mode, and when I'm separating and doing that, it's because I'm pissed off at God, and I think I know how to do it better. And then I realize, oh my gosh, really, really. But it, it's it's the I think my story or what I'm doing or who I am. I know. I can think in all directions of time and space. It's like that joke that Jennifer makes. So really, you can see in all directions of time and space. You know what everything's for. And uh, in those moments, that's when I'm thinking that I know what everything's for. Yeah, is our need for control that strong? Yes, that's exactly what came up for me. I'm so glad you brought that miserable back up because I found that really curious when she talked about that, but I had no idea of what it was, and that is exactly what it is for me. Being in control, being in charge instead of surrendering. Not my will, but thy will. Thank you. 
couldn't hear whoever that was. Uh, Carol from California and I was saying, oh, that reminds me, control is about fear. Well, this is the end of our call. <clears throat> it was so rich, I didn't even realize the time had gone by. But it is noon, so um, I'm going to pray us out. I want to thank everybody for their uh, incredible shares today and um, all of the insight and for the reminders of who we really are. So I'm going to place my hand on my heart with deep love and gratitude. So grateful for the time that we've spent looking at the big picture, knowing that there is no degree of difficulty, that there is no good or bad, and that we have given everything the meaning that it has. And all that is real and true is love. So grateful that we can release any and all perceptions of fear and guilt, need for punishment in our minds. That we can hold victims and perpetrators alike in our hearts and send out the love that will ripple through every cell and fiber of our being, enveloping every manifestation of this dream we appear to be having. And I end this prayer. Dear Father, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you, and I thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you, everyone. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for a great call. Here's a world head with Paris. <laughs> Blessings to everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.